Hi guys, and I feel like I always start like that. Yeah, Hi guys, <laughs> welcome to your Pretty Fair podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emen. I'm Salma. And I'm Saba. Um, so today, I kind of just want to start off by saying and giving people like a bit of a trigger warning. Um, it's a really heavy topic. I chose it because I feel like this conversation needs to be had and we need to have that openness and we need to be able to talk freely and kind of talk from, you know, from our perspective. And I guess that's what we're about. Um, but we're going to be talking about race today. And we're going to primarily be talking about relations between North Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa post-Atlantic slave trade, as well as between North Africa and the Middle East and the Orient. Um, Orientalism is another topic that we need to delve into another time, um, which is extremely heavy um, that we need to talk into. But, you know, great writer. I don't know if you guys have heard of a guy called Edward Said. Mm-hmm. Um, he published a book in 1978 called Orientalism. Incredible book. Um, and if anyone really, really knows me, I feel like everyone always, you know, is like, oh yeah, email like she's the banter one, she's the this. But actually, <laughs> guys, I got a master's. I had to read. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah. So we, I think that we should do like a book list. Yeah, actually, we should probably do. Oh, I mean, in yeah. light of like World Book Day, that just that just passed. That just passed. We should actually do a book list. But anyway. Anyway, anyway, I thought I'd start with two definitions. Um, also, I and the reason why I wanted to choose this subject is actually because I started um, researching this at undergrad level, and I've actually kind of written a book about this. Um, and what well, started off as a dis- dissertation, and then it kind of just progressed and progressed. It just <laughs> never stopped. And I just feel like the more I read, the more I add. So. Um, the more you have to say and the more i have to say particularly from where i come from it's just a bit it's just a little bit mad so um yeah so the first uh definition is of racism so the oxford dictionary definition of 2018 is racism is prejudice discrimination or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the relief that one's own race is superior in contrast, colorism is prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. Both of them, by the way, taken from Oxford Dictionary 2018. Um, and I'll also list like throughout this whole episode, I will list a whole directory um, of where I got everything from, my quotes, my that, guys, that's the masters in me. <laughs> um, and I kind of want to throw a question out there from Iraqi Iranian background like what growing up before you kind of bear in mind as as we've said like in the first uh, episode me and Sabra have known each other for years she's literally mm-hmm. like my sister um but like growing up what did you hear about Moroccans deep-rooted issues a lot of um racism a lot of underlying um just backwards thinking really yeah yeah. Um and I, I feel like I have And again we are generalizing. Please no one yeah, get no, no, triggered. Yeah, no 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 of course. Of but course. It's no, not no. just you. It's, yeah. it's but all this is the Arab countries. Yeah, yeah, these are all the Arab countries. Uh, and I'm speaking from, you know, Iraqis and I do hear this and Iraqis out there stop stop trying to <laughs> no, 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 This, <laughs> this is so, even like a guys stop re- No 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 <laughs> but do like I mean? no don't uh, don't kind of be closed off to it. We do hear it in our language where people do say oh you know um, be careful of Magharba, like they do sihr, they do, um, you know, they steal our, they steal our wives. Wives? Do I keep men. saying men? Men. They steal our men. You lot are stealing our men. As yeah. if as if our men are some special holy <laughs> unicorn. Yeah. Please, steal them, please. Yeah. They are away trash. from us. 
steal away. Bearing in mind, like I've known not only just Sabah's immediate family, but Sabah's like extended family. And I have experienced nothing but like love. Like Sabah's uncle like lives in Morocco. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's definitely not that way with Sabah. No, but I know that she feels like really uncomfortable because I've actually never asked you this. No, no, I know. But we have spoken about it, but I think on such a surface level. Yeah. And um the thing is the like moroccans less so algerians surprisingly because i don't think they're as integrated um with like um iraqi community i don't know but we, they i don't do, think it's that but i'll tell you what i think it's after they do say about algerians that they're aggressive but mm-hmm. um that's you know from uh, on the you know the top of my head that's all i can kind of um think of right now i'm sure there's more yeah i think i think uh before i because i'm dying to hear what selma has to say <laughs> but um i think with regards to algerian uh, particularly with moroccan anyway i think the women are just more sexually provocative which is why the women have more of that name than algerians do mm. for example when people do go to marrakesh there are prostitutes mm. you do go to the clubs and, and that is a known thing like mm-hmm. unless you're from like a western country like a woman from a western country going clubbing like me going clubbing in 555 in Kesh is not the same thing as someone who's actually gone from like Jbul and has moved by the way Jbul is like the mountains yeah gone from Jbul to Kesh to find man do you know what i mean yeah, 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 like yeah. that does happen like i'm not even gonna beat around yeah, the we're bush. Not like, i'm Moroccan. i'm not so I, I'm, yeah i'm not gonna sugarcoat it like that does happen and and i do understand why people would think that about moroccans and algerians because in algeria that doesn't happen mm. particularly when you go when you go to algeria you don't have these cities where people literally fly to just to go clubbing mm. do you know what i mean mm. you don't have that you don't go to algiers mm. to, to go and do that that's just not in the culture mm. like you go to the main cities you have to wear hijab. yeah i, I think because yeah. you, you don't guys... have to wear hijab but you feel more comfortable when you do yeah. wear hijab if you go marrakesh and you wear hijab there's actually nothing for you to do you'll go to the beach club you'll be wearing a headscarf and they'll turn you away like oh that's, really that's yeah, 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 the yeah. same in dubai as well like actually. that's 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 literally how it is because it goes against the look or it goes against what their they're image because the they image. don't want to have a yeah, religious image in a okay, club cool exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so i understand <clears throat> when you say like it's it's different to algeria i completely agree with mm. you and also like i know you almost find it really difficult to kind of say um how arabs feel about moroccans but this is something that i know do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I have other friends that are Arab and their mums have always said, oh yeah, no, 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 no. Like about me, like they'll love me, but they'll be like, oh yeah, like, oh, she's a good one. Do you oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. She's a nice one. Yeah. She's not, do you know what I mean? Like she's Moroccan, but but, but don't worry, but don't worry. She's yeah. Moroccan. Yeah, yeah, oh, know? she's one of the good Moroccans. Yeah. yeah. She's Hababa. Like I know she's Moroccan, but she's Hababa. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, even yeah. the one where she's, she's not really Moroccan. She's not really Moroccan, but I am. Yeah. why am i a good one why do i have to yeah. not be moroccan for me to be good it's, does that make sense it ties into our name you know it's like that backhanded compliment yeah it's like you are offending me yeah literally you're, you're kind of covering it in a compliment no literally literally selma i really wanted to i really want you to say your story <laughs> like when you was away in dubai no listen to me that was so dubai is lovely it's a weird place um <laughs> very artificial but but no uh, culture yeah but like it's it's amazing like i loved it but i've never in my life had to lie about where i was from like that was the first time i had to like pretend i was not moroccan like (gasps) me and my my friend who is also moroccan we would like so we entered the hotel lobby this is our first introduction to dubai um and the receptionist is a is a man and he's like oh where are you guys from He's like, are you share me? Which means like, are you from the Levantine area, i.e. Lebanon, Syria, like those uh, countries? And we said, no, we're Moroccan. And his face dropped. He was just immediately like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Um, And then immediately kind of froze and got really awkward with us. And I'm looking at her and 
very very confused bear in mind she wears a hijab so um, a hijab is a headscarf and um we're just kind of like okay all right whatever um that was strike number one and then when we went to a restaurant and the waiter again being very friendly you know their service is so good in dubai mm. um and he was um lebanese okay and he assumed we were lebanese as well or turkish or, or some kind of country like that and when we said moroccan immediately ignored us immediately passed us on to the next server was not going to serve us and we were like we That's don't disgusting. understand we don't understand what's going on and then slowly but surely we realized there's a huge obviously prostitution problem there with moroccans were actually and i didn't know this but it's actually a legal thing any woman with a moroccan passport cannot enter dubai she has to have a, a man with her i.e her husband brother or dad like a mahram yeah a mahram oh so i'm God, so we're british so we're british so we can we're allowed to enter but if i had a moroccan passport i would not be allowed to enter the country um and it was weird because you hear it and you're like okay fair enough you know there's prostitution and stuff like that but experiencing it firsthand and having to lie at one point me and my me and my friend were like we're just gonna have to pretend we're lebanese or turkish or something because we're getting treated so badly in terms of like oh my god you're moroccan oh my god like no never that and just that perception put into because i've never been to the middle east i was the first country i've ever been to and i was wondering wow. what it would be like if i went to these other countries that don't like moroccans like you said saba with the mm. whole kind of like oh we take your men oh we do black magic i can't imagine meeting someone like from a village who's never interacted with a moroccan and being like mm. oh my god she's one of them like you being know scared or yeah, yeah. Are. i feel i feel like certain uh arabs from certain middle eastern countries are scared of moroccan women yeah but that doesn't make any sense because they've put this image onto us that okay first of all black magic did not originate from morocco it originates from the middle east and mm. we're not the only country uh, iraq has a massive black magic yeah problem. i think it actually originates from baghdad i'll double check that on google but i genuinely believe it started from there mm. and the fact that it's not just us who, like as a country who only do black magic it's all over the middle east and it's all over africa as literally well. but yeah. we get the stick for it because oh these women use it and get our men because mm. they they use black magic on these men and then they get them maybe not maybe it's because of how we look how we act who we are maybe it's that and the fact that i have to disconnect from being moroccan for me to be accepted for me to be like oh no she's a good one she's a good girl but she's also happens to be moroccan unfortunately mm -hmm. like it doesn't make sense and i've had friends and it's really sad to say this but like guy friends who i'm really really close to have told me they're like listen we love you but when we were when we were kids our mums told us don't marry a moroccan like mm. that was the always, number one rule always and and me and salma had this conversation the other day it's always i feel like and please correct me if i'm wrong sabah when it comes to the middle east they always teach their kids they teach the daughters don't marry a black man and they teach the sons don't marry a moroccan woman yeah that's how i feel it's been like that's that's like the most common misconception yeah, yeah, yeah. like when it comes to girls like the worst person they can bring is a black man yeah. and when it comes to guys the worst person they can bring is, is a moroccan yeah mm -hmm. do you know what i mean we could be wrong but i feel like that as well yeah as we said previously obviously we're generalizing but that yeah, is no, the no, general of course we're that is yeah. that is the general not, kind of consensus consensus yeah, yeah. and we're not You're necessarily talking right. about like the the our generation there's yeah there's well. there's yeah of course i mean we've integrated now and it's yeah, a different yeah, yeah, yeah. story but um of course completely understand that and there is a massive stigma towards moroccan women where they have this fear of like they're gonna take the man and they're just gonna i don't know brainwash him i, I don't yeah, know like what brainwash do you, them and just like we, oh my god take your man also, and what do you guys do guys no no we don't that's the <laughs> thing don't. i don't know anyone who participates in exactly. this whole black magic situation i actually don't know anyone who does it like exactly. i don't get Same. where it comes from no so when people are like to me oh Even my god 
The amount of times, by the way, no. like, and then my friends will be joking, like we'll be, I don't know, bowling, and then I'll start winning. Like, oh, it's that like black magic. Like, oh, I'll wow. literally get it thrown in my face. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's funny. I get it. It's like a, you know, it's a, a light hearted thing. Yeah, but at the end of the day, when it comes to like real life situations and it's being thrown back into my face, mm. it's a bit awkward. Yeah, mm. I guess that kind of nicely takes me on to my next question. Um, and it's not just it's not just that you <laughs> it's, it's an interview with uh, yeah. me speaking for yeah, the no, Arab no, no, no. Uh, it's not just race. you it's not just you um, so I kind of wanted to delve into the issue of racism amongst Africans mm. as well as why is every race racist towards black people and and amongst that as well there's a colorist issue with regards to many communities and I mean I can kind of start this and say I feel like every single race is racist towards black people. Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. I agree. Um, And there's a lot that we can unpack about that, but to kind of just go on further with the colorist issue, um, there's, there's, you know, we are colorist. Like that is not, not us personally, but as in our cultures are colorist. Like I have an uncle, I'm not joking with you, looks Nigerian. Well, Hej looks like he's from, like he could be West African Mm. so easily. So I've got family members who literally look like they're from a different country to me or you might think that they're from a different country to me but then I've got other family members who are like blonde hair and blue eyes and might be colorist towards my uncle do you get right. it so and they're like oh no 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 no. oh yeah yeah or to my mum at least anyway oh yeah no you go in the sun too much or no 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 no. you oh should God. stay out yeah, of the sun oh, no, get- you're, oh you're getting too dark oh no 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 you're gonna be like you're gonna be like them no 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 don't 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 and it's like bitch no don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what Mate, to even, look like. Even like the Moroccan brides, they'll spend a year out of the sun oh. so yeah, they yeah, can yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh like God. thinking, I'm here about to get a tan for this wedding. The bride's like, I haven't been in the sun for 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they go to the hemmam and get the scrub yeah, and of get them. No, like you, you, you go sick. to Iran and you go to, I mean, I haven't been to Iraq before, but you go to Iran, right? And you see people doing the bridal makeup and you like look at her like neck. neck and you look at the face and it's like six shades difference. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, why is she chalk? Yeah, like, literally. I don't understand. <coughs> why literally. have you rubbed chalk on this woman's literally. poor face? Like, why are you contouring me with blush as well? <laughs> where, where is the bronzer? <laughs> Make me darker. David Bowie, 80s era. Literally, oh, honestly. Literally. I just, no I just, why do you guys think that these races are racist towards black people? Like you can, I can, I kind of don't want to bring in like the European and like the colonialization mm-hmm. side of it. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just, I mean, it, it's for obvious reasons as well. And, and when you look in history, but also actually like when you look at Islam and when you look at kind of history, you look at like Musa, the first of Mali who brought in um, Islam into Africa and, and, and the Arabs as well. This is um, one, sorry to cut you off. This is one of my issues. Whenever Arabs counter argue that, um, point and they say well, oh we're not racist that's always who they bring up yeah. and they always bring up Bilal the, Bilal, yeah. the man who read, yeah, yeah that's always what they bring up but it's like your it's actions such are a different mass- yeah if those are the only three people you can bring up and that is your whole argument oh as to why you're not racist yeah. then mate your whole point is Invalid. completely yeah, so yeah. do you guys think that the Arab slave trade was part to blame for the North African diaspora what do you mean by that so like 
where okay so north africans just in general we have so much in us when you look historically um when you look at the iberian peninsula when you look at the influx from sub-saharan africa when you look Mm -hmm. at the influence from middle east when they came in to invade do you think that that the fact that we're so mixed do you think it started from like the arab slave trade and do you feel like that could be part to blame for it yeah i think so I yeah, because so. I think so. I would no, say I so. agree. I mean, this is the thing. Like, do do you see yourself as an Arab, or do you see yourself as a North African? What do you see yourself as? Well, and then Arabs, they don't, um, they don't know what to kind of cl- classify Moroccans, Algerians, well, North Africans as, because we call you guys Arab. Um, again, well, generalizing. This is, this is the issue because where we've got like so many different influxes, that's part of the reason as to why we're so racially ambiguous. Yeah, and it's the same as with South America as well. Like mm. you can go to Brazil and you can find people who are so ethnically diverse. You can literally find sisters. Like I've got um my my cousins, they're half Brazilian, half Moroccan. The younger one is darker and the older one is lighter, i.e. blonde hair, green eyes, and the uh, the younger one, darker in skin tone, brown eyes, brown mm. hair. They're sisters, full sisters. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. they've got like the Brazilian and the Moroccan, and both of which are very racially ambiguous. So when you look back in their genetics, it definitely makes sense that they can look the way they are, although they are full sisters. So I think that, that having said that, when it comes to identification... I'm never I can never identify with with either three and when I say either three I can't identify with being I can't say I'm African Mm. because Africans will have a problem with it I can't say that I'm white because Europeans will have a problem with it and I can't say I'm Arab because Arabs will have a problem with it and it's either culture Mm. so Arabs will have a problem and say no you're not culturally the same I can't say no, I'm also African. they say we don't speak Arabic also they say we don't speak Arabic I can't say I'm African because I'm not black so there's a colorist issue mm. and I can't say I'm white because I'm Muslim yeah so in in every sit like when you look at it geographically I cannot be any three so I have no choice but to be North African and this I have a huge issue with um I don't know if you guys have seen like there's certain maps that go around on Twitter and they um completely eradicate North Africa and they're like yeah yeah yeah. they get rid of North Africa and they're like this is the real Africa like without North Africa so they do it down to like Mauritania right and then they just completely do they include Sudan and Egypt yeah, no, they Egypt's they, not included, they, but Sudan not, is. Yeah, mm. Egypt is North Africa, but Sudan is East Africa. But that's so crazy because they speak you can't Arabic say, in no, Sudan. Sudanese speak the best Arabic yeah. after Saudi Arabia. Yeah, 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 exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. That's how good their Arabic, like, yeah. I swear to God, their Arabic is insane. Their Fusha is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, uh, and, you, they're and the got, most understandable. They're the, exactly, really close exactly. to the Quran. And, and, and you've got, like, so much influx with regards to Islam into East Africa. So you can't can't use that as an excuse i feel like people are always like oh no but north africans like you are all muslims so you are basically arabs no because east africans are muslims not only that yeah. nigeria is 51 percent muslim exactly then and you've you got have- sierra leone mm-hmm. then you've got then you've got cote d'ivoire then you've got all of these countries senegal mali mauritania as i They're said as i referenced yeah. Musa the first of mali is actually um he still to this day the richest emperor ever to have lived he had so much wealth that when he'd done uh his hajj he 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 obviously he went I think by camels and carriages and stuff. Um, he had left so much gold that he completely uh, like annihilated the 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 financial districts in all of Central Africa 
from like from how much gold that he mm. had dropped. Mm. So just I mean that just goes to show it's got nothing to do with religion. That's yeah. A. B, you can't tell me about colorists because I've literally just said that we're all so racially ambiguous. So when I when I show you a picture of my uncle, you're going to say, oh yeah, Iman, you're white, but oh no, 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 your uncle's black. That makes no sense with family. That makes no sense. So you can't go to Brazil and say, oh yeah, your brother and sister. Oh yeah, but you're black, but you're white. Bro, we have the same DNA. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So then you're a colorist. So then I can't be African based on color, but then... My uncle can be based on his color. Mm -hmm. So then that makes no sense. And then when you look at culturally, I can't be Arab because as as we said on last one, bro, I don't even we don't even have rice in our culture. So we have we have in terms of our <laughs> in terms of in terms that of our make music, you Arab. In terms of in terms of like our music, in terms of what we wear, I feel like we're so Our cultures are so different. I feel like we're so much closer to like, for example, West African culture than we are with Middle Eastern culture. Even when um Black Panther, one of the one of the people in the um in like i'm gonna call it the jury but it wasn't the jury but yeah, she yeah. was she was of the berber tribe do you know what i mean yeah. she was a berber yeah, yeah so yeah. when you oh, look really at, yeah she was oh berber God, okay and like, or, like you've got so many kanadar in there yeah the outfits look oh, we say so as well. yeah the outfits I mean? look so similar to moroccan like patterns yeah so yeah, so yeah, sabah yeah. when you say to me where are you from or or like what do you identify yourself with i can't tell you, you. don't know yeah. i know i'm moroccan ethnically i know where i am do you mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah. i know where that is geographically i know my history i know the is islamic history i know the arabian history i know the african history but i can't tell you yes i'm african even yeah. when i go to fill out a, a form it says black african yeah. yeah so if i tick black african and i go to the interview and i am blatantly not black they're gonna say to me yo you tick the wrong box yeah of course yeah. but then i can't pick arab because, because arab, arab is in the middle yeah. east and i'm not arab yeah and i can't pick european or white mm. yeah so yeah. what do i pick yeah but it's yeah. also the fact that even if we were to pick the area that we want, i.e., you know, I used to pretend, like, say, I used to be like, oh, my God, we're on Arabs Got Talent, so we must be Arab thus, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then loads of people are like, yeah, but Sama, you're not. But, like, like, but, but you're Moroccan. Yeah, and then I'll be, I'll be like, okay, but I'm, you know, I'm near other Arab countries, i.e., like, we're in North Africa, which includes Egypt and Libya, who are classed as Arabs. They're like, yeah, 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 but you're not Arab. So yeah. geographically, you're not close. Even though we speak our own dialect of Arabic, Fair enough, you know, phonetically, the way our Arabic is set up, we have a lot of Arabic words, but because of all the colonization with Spain and Portugal and France, a lot of our sentence setup is actually similar to French. Yeah. yeah. So um, for that reason, some people don't understand us. And fair enough, there's a lot of Berber influence as well, but our language does stem from Arabic. So if you were to go to me, okay, do you speak Arabic? I would say yes. But then again, that some Arabs like, no, you don't. No, you don't. We don't understand you. Yeah. But I'm like, but how can I understand you? Does that make, if yeah. I can understand you, but you can't understand me, does that not mean we have a similar language? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, of course. But then but it's there's, like, it's the, it's, there's an underlying racism. But that's what we're, yeah, that's yeah. the point. It's like, are we part of you? Un but we think we are, but you don't think we are. So are mm. we? Does that make sense? Mm. It's like this constant rejection from either side. Like Iman was saying, like Africa doesn't want to claim us. Then Arabs don't want to claim us. And Europe's definitely not going to claim us. Yeah. So we're just kind of in this in, in between zone. Yeah, it's and this we limbo just, of not knowing. And I literally, you know, sometimes I'm just like, I'm Mediterranean. That's all I am. Because yeah. at the end of the day, when I go yeah. like, okay, I'm Moroccan. 
But then, the, like you said, with the boxes, and there isn't North Africa or anything like that. I just yeah. put down Mediterranean. I'm like, I'm literally just olive, and I'm literally a mix. Like I feel, yeah. I feel like, I, and the reason why I compare it to South America so much is because I feel like South America and North Africa are quite ahead of their time in terms of what the whole world is going to look like in like two to three hundred years yeah. from now. Yeah. In terms of like the way we look ethnically, people are always like, oh yeah, like are you are you mixed race or uh, or to a lot of my cousins as well, like oh are you mixed or are you mixed or what are you mixed with or this or that. And the other and it's like i'm genuinely mixed with we're mixed with everything yeah we are the byproduct of that yeah do you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. um there's a fantastic book by um an author called walter rodney um it's called how europe underdeveloped africa and it kind of speaks on that and it does say that that when the atlantic slave trade happened um and when it first started you had the portuguese um coming in from the iberian peninsula and coming in to, through to north africa first which makes sense when you think about it phonetically, it makes sense when you look at it architecturally, it makes sense when you look at our features, because they did uh, uh, enslave a lot of women there, they did rape a lot of women there, they did abduct a lot of women there, they did take them to Europe. This is a, this is in history. So it makes sense the way that we look. But then now we're kind of being, you know, blacklisted by the way that we look from all three different regions, mm. and we're never accepted into anything. And I mean, I've got a story as well personal story when i was with my ex who was west african like his mum just saw me as white and she just was not accepting of that and then and i said to him well i'm not white and then he said well you're not black and i said well th- there can't just be two so he just you saw black say, or white he yeah. literally just saw, and the thing is it's not just it's not he was thinking that but his mum and like mm. that generation did yeah. like they genuinely do just see bro there's white and there's black that's it you're either white or you're black but i can't i I literally physically can't say yes i'm white i can't that's just doing an injustice to me my people my culture my heritage my my religion and to white people as well because you don't you don't um have any advantages in the white system like none it makes no sense because you're not white passing Exactly. that's what it comes down to exactly so it's it's annoying because then i feel like in the past few years we've come up with this new term brown but then you can't really say that you're a brown person either because brown usually means asian southeast yeah. asian yeah so then you're kind of like okay so i kind of have to say that i'm brown because of you know physically what i look like and aesthetically what i look but like it's what you are politically but then, but then it's what you are well the thing is, I I don't feel as though you should really be boxed into having to say that you're brown because I know people in my family that won't be considered as brown mm. because of what they look like. Mm-hmm. So you literally cannot put it down to skin tone. Yeah. And I feel like it's the most ignorant thing to do because you go to certain countries in Africa and their skin tone is a lot lighter and then you'll say something different. Yeah, And it just makes absolutely no sense. You know, like I met somebody who's West African and she kept on saying like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, but I'm the lightest in my family. I'm like, OK, so what does that mean? Do you, want Do you know medal? what I mean? Do you want a medal? Like it's 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 why it's, is it something it's you're something, proud of? It's something that you're proud of, and it's like this this again. Like I can't speak because I'm not black, so I can't speak on these issues. But I can speak from a North African and say, listen, I see this in my own family, in my own community, and I can see colorism in my own country. Yeah, not yeah. To, bearing in mind as well. 
I have a friend who's half Nigerian, half Jamaican. She's one of my closest friends. She went to Marrakesh. She had the worst time of her life. Like she oh feels God. as though she's never going to go back again. She, um, there were, they were screaming racist abuse at her. They were sexualizing her. Bearing in mind, she was dressed like very appropriately. She went to the markets. They were calling her the N word. That like kids were like running after in her. Marrakesh. Like, she, in Marrakesh. Oh my God. Like she had the worst experience ever. And I've seen, um, I don't know if you guys know a page called Chaka Bars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he's incredible in terms of like what he does, where he goes, like in terms of his veganism and um, athletic ability is great. But he always bashes Morocco. Oh, really? He always bashes Morocco. have a bad experience. Like he had a bad experience. He apparently went to Morocco for quite a while and he received racist abuse and everything, which I don't dispute, which I don't dispute. I know that happens. Yeah. And and I, I, it just, I understand that we have a colorism issue Mm -hmm. and I understand that we have a racist issue. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And that's a separate issue in itself. And I'm not saying, okay, but you have that, but 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 we're not accepted. No, I'm not saying that at all. Like that's an issue. That's an issue. No, no, that's no, it. There's true. no but about it's it. True. And there's also this issue too. There's so many issues that we need to unpack. And that just I feel like no one in the media speaks about. And but I, I don't know, maybe it's because we're completely underrepresented. Mm. But I've never heard anyone talk about where North Africa stands. Not only where does North Africa stand, but A, why are people racist towards us, whether that be from the Middle East, whether that be from the white, or whether that be from Africa, and B, why are we racist towards certain other races too? Never heard that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And never heard to, and, and I, this is kind of like why I was a bit hesitant to do this um, topic, because... I do want it to be PC, particularly with my own work as well. Like, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I don't want to offend anyone. But also, this is something that I'm passionate about. And we need to have these uncomfortable conversations. And if it means to say, like, okay, so what am I? Am I white? Am I black? Am I Arab? Like, I want to, I genuinely want to speak to all of these different people and say, what am I? What am I to you? And then show you pictures of my family and say, what are they? Bearing in mind, when I done my dissertation, I'd done this research. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people don't know. And when I said to, when I said to my ex, okay, cool. So we've established I'm not white. We've established I'm not black. So what would you call a uh, Colombian? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't. Okay. I said okay, cool. So my point is proven. So you don't know. So don't categorize me in a skin tone. Yeah. Don't. I'm African or I'm not. Yeah. You pick one. Do you know what I mean? Because at this point, if your mum's not going to accept me for who I am because I'm Moroccan, which is crazy anyway, that's racist. But if she wants to box me and say that I'm white, that's crazy. Yeah. Because yeah, that, that, that's an offence to me. That's an offence yeah. to me. No because no one would look at you and say, because, oh, you're white. Because not only ethnically and culturally are we so alike, it's crazy to me that you're boxing me in that category. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm going to start crying. I literally oh. feel like you are. But can I also say the fact that like geographically we are in Africa, like that's it. We are an African country the same way Britain is a European country yeah. and somehow not classified as African mm-hmm. to some people is crazy. But this is what I'm saying. It can't be because of religion because you've got countries like Sudan and Sierra Leone. Yeah. And then it can't be because of colour because you've got people who look West African. And then it can't be because of culture, because culturally we're so alike. Yeah. So what is it? Yeah. And I'm not asking that like in an antagonizing way yeah, yeah, yeah. or in like a patronizing way, like genuinely, like what is it? But I don't think what is any the stigma. I, I don't, don't think anyone knows. I don't think anyone knows that no one's gonna tell you the answer, that's the thing, because everyone has their own opinions on this, if that makes sense. Like no one's gonna be like, Oh, yeah. you know what? Yeah, I think you're Arab or like I think because if the majority is not black, yeah. I think that has a yeah. lot to do with it because I was you, on that you don't kind of get the same racism and that in terms of that in other countries that are not 
predominantly black. But then, I hear that. But then say, for example, like you have South Africa. Mm. I know there's like a, obviously the obvious one to throw in there, but they have a lot of white people in there. Yeah. But they are still classed as South African people, like African. They'll be like, oh, we speak African. We are from Africa, so-and-so. And these are white people. Meaning With that they Saxon they heritage. came they came yeah <laughs> literally they came from Europe and moved to this country yeah we are born our ancestry is in Africa yeah. do you understand yeah. Yeah. and somehow we're not African yeah so it it doesn't make mind, sense more time we have African features it, exactly exactly you it's actually in your blood it's not like you colonized no no no, no. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. exactly we were colonized we, we colonized and <laughs> yeah. our features were lightened That's why it's exactly yeah. but like we have the similar facial features like for example Moroccans are known for having big lips mm. that's a predominantly African feature it's not a yeah. European feature yeah. so it's in our blood but mm. somehow we're not classed as African that's yeah. insane even though we as you said even though we were the colonized yeah like we were the people who were from there and our bloodline and has been there the for, thing. for centuries. It's, it's been not there. like you can like hang up your history on your body and like yeah. walk around with all of this information and be yeah. like, class me as one of you. Yeah. It's and it's you can't do that. But it comes down to education as well, where it's like people don't know this. But the thing is, you say people don't know this, but I, it's just I, I mean, people don't know this. You're right. But it's, it's a global thing. Like I was on the shade room and um, there must have been. I can't remember who it was, but there was someone anyway, and he must have went to, I'm going to say it was Ghana. I think it was during, I can't remember if it was Afro Nation he went to, or I can't remember. It was something. And he was like, oh, shout out to the whole of Africa, la, 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 la. And then someone put um, the Moroccan flag, and I saw it, and I liked it. And then someone responded to him and say, oh, no, this doesn't include you lot. Oh, my God. And I was like, just so rude do you know what i mean like you actually can never win and then you go on twitter and there's this whole thing on twitter where they're like oh yeah um north africa only claims africa when it's like african cup of nations or la 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 la, and it's when genuinely when you look at the, the the unity that we need in order to make africa as great as it can be it's crazy like all of Africa needs to be united in order for it to work the way that it should work. Like I've looked at so many different, like different uh, revolutionaries that have spoken about this. But in particular, there's one guy, I don't know if you guys have heard of a guy called Thomas Sankara. No. So I actually first discovered him through my friend and I went to watch a theater production on his life. Um, incredible. Like he was a revolutionary guy um he wasn't in uh, power for that long he was actually uh, assassinated quite early on and the amount of stuff that he done was crazy um like for example within the first few weeks of him being elected he vaccinated 2.5 million children from yellow fever measles and meningitis but never mind this is in a few weeks 2.5 million children that he that he wow, had vaccinated that's incredible inclusive of that the literacy rate, this is this is crazy. The literacy rate when he was first elected was 13%. By the end of, he was only in power for four years. By the end of four years, it's increased to 73%. From 13 to 73, wow. the literacy rate. Bearing in mind, the West always want two things third world countries to have, is a bad literacy rate and bad health. These are the two things. Because if they can't read properly and if they can't write properly, they can't educate themselves further. And if they are unhealthy, they won't live long enough. So these two things is what he kind of like tapped in on and was like, yeah, I want to be completely self-sufficient. 
Um, amongst that, he appointed many females to the high to high governmental positions. He also outlawed um, FGM, which is female um, genital mutilation. Uh, mutilation. Um, and he called for greater unity amongst African nations um, to kind of get rid of foreign aid and debt. And this is an amazing quote from him. What a him. guy. What a guy. Of foreign aid, he said, he who feeds you controls you. So he wanted to completely avert the power of the IMF and all of his policies were basically really, really anti-imperialist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and it's crazy because I've also written a piece on potentially like making a new bank to like rival the IMF and lend responsibly to Africa and kind of looking at the, um, the, all of the logistics behind that and all the financial logistics behind that and when you look at it like Africa is completely taken over by all of these foreign countries mm-hmm. so you've got all these African countries fighting against each other when actually they need to fight out against all of these other corporations yeah. another example um, is Africa obviously has got an abundance of wealth in so many different um, raw material industries mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard of a material called Tantalum uh, rings the bell rings the bell so tantalum is basically a raw metal and it's found in almost every single electronic piece of advice that we own oh yeah so oh yes, yeah. yes yes it's it's incredibly vital to everything that we have yeah. basically yeah. um so tantalum in rwanda contributes to 60 percent of the world's resources <clears throat> of it wow. a macedonian listen to this a macedonian mining industry invested 12 million dollars not 12 billion 12 million so they invested that into building a refinery. When it's complete, it's going to be Rwanda's only refinery and they're going to have no ownership. So they've Whoa. gone in, given 12 million and said, hi, we're going to give 12 million and we're going to build a refinery and it's going to be your only refinery. Bearing in mind, you um, export 60% of the world. What are they doing? Money, corruption and money. My God. Further to that, another example, Zambia. of Zambia's exports are copper. Do you guys want to know how much they see in profits of that? 70% of their exports, of all exports, is copper. How much do you guys think they see in profit? My God, I hope more. 2%. Oh my God. 2%. That's crazy. In profits. That's crazy. So North Africa is needed for the pathways to be better utilized. Just geographically, North Africa is mm. needed. So when you have like all of these disputes, small, small dis- disputes about about claiming certain ethnicities, it rattles me. It rattles me. Like when you look at the biggest mining big. companies that are in Africa, the biggest one is one called Glencore. It's in mm. Switzerland. It, it takes $80 billion a year. Further to that, second to that is Rio Tinto. UK, 40 billion. Third, BHP, UK. Fourth, Vale, Brazil. Fifth, Jiangxi, China. Sixth, Shenhua, China. Seventh, Anglo-American, UK. Eighth, Freeports, US. Ninth, Capello, Chile. Tenth, Zichin, China. That's wild. Just to put that into perspective. That's wild. None are in Africa. That's insane. All the biggest mining companies that are in Africa now that take the most. That's crazy. And 10th, the one that's in China, takes 14 billion. Just to put into, just to put into perspective, that's the 10th. Do you know what this is reminding me of? This is reminding me of um, a book I read. I think it's called Kicking the Ladder, which is all about the economic development of uh, the world and how post-World War II, when America was becoming the richest colony uh, country, um, Asia had uh, an insane amount of growth in the 70s and 80s. And the author describes 
how Africa had to be left behind and South America had to be left behind for, in order for capitalism now to yep. work. Yep. Because if Africa oh my and South America are to be, you know, because come on, like Africa, with all the materials they have, they are so needed in the world. Yeah. But with them being poor and them being where they are, that's how the world works. That's yeah. how it moves. That's how the rich get richer and the poor we'll stay poor. Because if Africa and South America were to be, you know, these good, stable countries and have that growth, you know, like Asia did. They would lead the world. Exactly. But they had to kick the ladder and make sure Africa and South America had to stay behind. And that's literally yeah. what it is reminding me of with all these statistics. Yeah. And when you've got, I mean, <clears throat> obviously people, if you have read into um, Africa and, and, and what it possesses and what it can do and how it could really impact the future, you would have definitely heard of the, the term, the scramble for Africa. Um, and going back to Walter Rodney, um, one of the m most greatest historians and writers, mm. he said of Africa's underdevelopment that it was the deliberate exploitation of skilled capacity, labor force and economic progression, which was one of the greatest tragedies in the history of humanity. And I believe that it truly was because going in and literally underdeveloping Africa mm. was the, mm. the, the primary driving force for colonization. Mm. Um, and it comes from the Arab slave trade and the Atlantic slave trade. It comes yeah. from both. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and another good book, guys, if you are interested in that, is a guy called Eric Williams. He wrote a book called Capitalism and Slavery. Um, and another guy called David Robinson. And he wrote about Muslim societies in Africa, uh, all three of which I really recommend them. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna add a I'll whole. Read them we're gonna add we're a gonna whole book list. <laughs> <laughs> a whole entire. But yeah, list. so it's really interesting to kind of see how if we really were unified, what we could do. Yeah. Mm. And and the yeah. potential of it. And Africa is so great. Like there's just a uh, great is just Africa it's just the is word. beautiful. And and it's and it's the way forward and it's the future and, and it's and it's where everyone's gonna be moving to in terms of climate, in terms of geography, in terms of resources, in terms of people, in terms of food, in terms of everything yeah. we have it. Yeah. Africa yeah, yeah. has it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and it's it's such a shame that we only see kind of one side to Africa and, and one view of Africa. And what kind of annoys me is that when people disconnect North Africa with Sub-Saharan Africa, it's like, bro, people think one. we ride on camels on donkeys too, you know? Do you know what I mean? People think that, oh yeah, they go to Marrakesh and oh, they're just, they're, they're poor and they're in the sulks. You haven't been to Casablanca and you haven't seen greatness yeah. and you haven't seen women driving in Ferraris and you haven't seen like extreme amounts of wealth that you would never see in London. In, in one small area in Morocco. Yeah. You haven't seen that, yeah. but you literally just see a little Marrakesh postcard and that's what you think. Mm. And that's what you find similar with with, with uh, Sub-Saharan Africa also. So when you don't have that unity, it rattles me. Yeah, It rattles me because we are the same yeah. and we are one and we've got, I mean, okay, let me rephrase that. We're not the same, but we have a lot more in common than we do differences. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes, and it's so and it's true. the same. It's the same with the Middle East as well. We've got so much in common. So when it and and again, it rattles me as well that we've got this, this these the perceptions. Thing. No, we do. We do have so many similarities and so many, so many. Um, like I know friends, and I know like I have family who have married in you know, uh, who have married Moroccans, and you see that the most is when they're like growing up together, when they're like their kids are growing, all of that you see how similar it actually is. And yeah. like this whole, um, there's no need for this thing to divide us yeah. when it, we can do so much better if we actually unite 
it makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think it is down to our generation, definitely, because we have access to books, we have access to scholars, we have access to videos, we have access to so much to educate us and to be better. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's things that we are doing wrong. As yeah, I yeah. said, racism in Morocco and colorism in Morocco is right. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Happens. No, we even have it in Iraq. There's of a course. There's a city in Iraq called Basra, which is they have african features they have black features they look black and yeah. um i've seen and you would never ever think that that person is iraqi but yeah. even within that like the ideal of beauty is you have to be super white you have to be really pale yeah. and like don't sit out in the sun like if you have kids and one of them is you know whiter than the other then yeah. they're seen as the prettier one yeah you know yeah. it's just how it's always been yeah, same yeah. with iran like people if you're whiter you're prettier it's been going on throughout the Middle East for generations and they sell things like fair and lovely and they think that's okay. Yep. And they tell you not to sit out in the sun and they think that's okay. And they don't how detrimental it is to um, you know, younger girls who have to grow up with that and boys, like to the whole country to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And I think that as well, like when I say like the Arab slave trade and the influx of Islam, like it is really evident that Islam in, in North Africa emancipated many Berber slaves as well against the Arab or European oppressor. Um, Explain a bit what being Berber actually is. So Berber is basically just like the original tribes that were in North Africa. Okay. That's it. That's So if people say, so, I mean, also within that, you have people in Morocco now who, uh, if you've heard of the word Amazigh, mm -hmm. so they call themselves Amazigh, who, who know that they are Berber. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And they also have another, it's basically like another language and it's Shluh. Yeah, yeah. And it's literally like, there's different, sounds there's, completely different. There's so different languages different within um, the Berber community though. So there's, there's for example, Shluh, as you said, Azrifi. there's loads of different other uh, languages yeah, yeah, in yeah. that. Um, just to add on to Iman's point, um, before we were taken over by the Arabs, we actually didn't speak Arabic and we didn't have Islam. So when Arabs came over, when they took us over, they introduced the religion to us, they gave us the language, and then it got integrated with us. This is around mm. the 8th century. Mm. Um, and for that reason, some of our words are still very archaic because the language, once they gave it to us, we never modernized it. So a lot of our words actually um, don't, people think they're Berber words, but they're actually Arabic. Like for okay. example, I used to believe, uh, and it's a go off topic, but the word a lot varies a lot in different countries. So every Arab country has a different way of saying the word a lot. Mm. The correct way in Arabic is uh, kathir, mm. but in like uh, Lebanon they'll say kathir. Uh, Iraqi I know say kilish. Yeah. Um, or Egyptian, Yep. And Egyptians say ewi. We say bezef. And I assumed Bezef meant like the Berber way, but actually it's an archaic, very, very archaic way to say a measure of a lot. Literally okay. like how to, like when you weigh something, mm. it means Bezef. But this is talking very, 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 very old Arabic. But because the language never progressed, we got kept with this very old language that we just assumed no one would understand. But actually there's a lot of Arabic roots in there. Mm. So again, this adds to my argument when people are like to me, you don't speak Arabic. And I'm like, we do. We it's speak better Arabic than you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not you, get sent for it that. from Fusha and yeah. it's been just developed. Yeah, and even the way like we pronunciate some words, like for example, um, in the Arabic word to say, uh, say is qul, mm. right? But then Iraq with the kind of uh, Khaliji region will, region will say- It becomes qul, correct. Yeah. And then like Egypt and Lebanon will say ul. Yeah. But we stick to the Fusha of 
Kol. So we actually are very close to the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sorry to go on a tangent. No, 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 no. no, no. But just to kind of help with the kind of argument when it comes to the Arab side, that also sometimes can be argued for and against. But Mm. like you're saying, it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, no. And even just, just alongside with that and kind of what I was saying earlier as well, presupposing like specific levels of enough blackness or enough whiteness or being black enough or being white enough to actually fit a description that best conforms to society's expectations and standards of what that person should look like needs to be eradicated Mm because those expectations are old now Mm -hmm. like they're 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 50 60 70 80 years old like that's gone with like my grandma's generation and oh of course do you know what i mean and and the fact that i'm still having this conversation where i'm like no i'm african and i'm telling you i'm african and i'm having to explain to you why my skin tone is the way it is i don't know why i'm having that conversation do you think growing up like in london we've kind of built our own culture in a way and built our own new thing of all these people from all these different countries um people from the middle east people from north africa um and we've kind of created this new thing of our own culture i mean yes and no like i feel like if you know about moroccans you'll just know about like labrador grove you know about this you know about like the basics you'll be like yeah yeah, i grew up in the ends like mm. grove is this da, da, da. that's it do you know what i mean but mm. i don't feel like you properly know and i mean the culture is just a london culture if you're from london you know in it no I, like, yeah that is just your culture so i agree with you on that sense but when it comes to like ethnic origin origin mm. and culture and heritage i don't think that culture has been made yet um okay. and I, I think maybe part of it is because we're still like first second third generation yeah no i agree here in the uk but then when you look at france every other person is north african so when you look at like their slang when you look at where they go where you when you look at what they eat it's all north african influence interestingly as well North Africans over there aren't referred to as North Africans. They're just referred... That's my African brother. Always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's no disparity between the two. Mm. Like, they're so integrated, particularly with, like, West Africa and North Africa, so integrated. So the the thing that unites them is Islam. If they're they're Muslim, they're brothers. my brother in Islam. There's a brotherhood. Do you know what I mean? And it's not even... Besides Islam, that that just further solidifies it. Outside of Islam... North Africans are seen as African. Mm. Like there's no, no, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter about your skin tone. It doesn't matter. There isn't that colorist element Mm. as there is so prevalent here in the UK. I don't know why that is. Maybe because there's a lot uh, more North Africans in France. I'm not sure. Or yeah, I don't really know. Like, I mean, commonly there, you don't really have that many Nigerian there, but you've got like loads of Congolese, Senegalese, Ivorian, um, and they're all like so mixed in with Moroccans and Algerians and some Tunisians as well. Like it's just such a normal thing. Like I met someone in LA and he's from France, bro. He's white. Do you know what he calls shoes? Subat. <laughs> Subat is what we call shoes in Moroccan because yeah. that's how much um, our uh, language has infiltrated slang there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like with France, the racism is so much more that there is nothing they're to do but to unite to unite and and yeah. also in france they're really racist against north africans no actually mm-hmm. france like is, is france is one of the only countries that isn't racist towards 
black as the, the number one minority, it's actually Algerians Rockers. and Moroccans are first yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it's black people. Yeah, yeah, so in yeah. every other country in the world, usually the black people are the, they're they're the ones that one. suffer the most racism. Yeah. France is the only country that has North Africans as number one. Yeah. When I go France, I can't say, like, if I go to... Do you like, do what I do in Dubai store. and pretend? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, That's I went, so sad. I went into, I so went into uh, Dior and I literally, when the when the person was talking to me, like, she was white and I could not tell her that I was Moroccan. Like, I had to put on the most British of British that voices. That is so annoying. That's yeah. so annoying that we have to do that. And just if I look racially ambiguous, cool. She had, probably had an inkling I was Moroccan, but then I started speaking, like, with a proper English accent. She knew I was going to buy. So then she was she was fine. But if I told her I was Moroccan from the jump, yeah. no. It was like, you know what happened with uh, Karim Benzema? Do you wow. know what happened with him? So he he's a French football player. Yeah, he yeah. plays for Real Madrid. There was a whole case with him... Um, having like some law case with a girl who apparently lied and he was caught in the middle of it or whatever. Um, and then the French tabloid immediately forgot he was French, oh, made him yeah, Algerian. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were like, we need to send yeah. him back to Algeria. He's not one of us, stuff like oh, that. Oh my God. And then Karim literally said, I've never been to Algeria. Like, I don't even this know. This is my I've, home. I don't I've, know what I'm French. Is. I don't know anything to do with it. You know, there was a whole documentary. I watched yeah, it. And I, saw, and yeah. I was like, wow, mm. it's amazing how the second, you know, when you're a football player, oh, you're one of us. You've done great. Yeah. You are us. And the second something wrong has ha happened, you're not, you're not French, you're Algerian. Yeah. No. You find yeah. that in black sportsmanship as well, particularly in um, the States. Like, obviously, basketball is a huge thing there. Yeah. And predominantly, uh, most basketball players in the States are black. And they're accepted when they're doing really well in basketball. They're like, yeah, 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 you play basketball, great. Like, you're one of us. Like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that, they glorify you. They're, they're in awe of you. They love you. They give you all this money and all this fame and all this stuff. But actually, the minute you do something, they're like, oh, no, but you're black. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 always a but. Mm. There is always a but. You're you're only a great because you serve us in this way, in 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 ways that we can't do for ourselves. Yeah, but like you're, entertainment. But, but you're always the other. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I don't want to go into Orientalism today because Orientalism I want to leave for another day. But you are. We are always the other, and yeah. in so many ways. Yeah. And it's and it's so frustrating because it's like, how can I be the other when I offer so much and I'm so similar in so many ways and I'm the other to my own people. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Let alone somebody, and bearing in mind, I'm not black, but bearing in mind someone who is black and who is Moroccan, they are the other in their own people. And same as well, Sabah, with Iraqi as well. Yeah. If you are from Basra, and uh, you, you, you might feel like the other too. Yeah, of course, because you don't look like the rest of your, your the rest of your race. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I think that we need to definitely have like, a better level of like conscientious thought when it comes to accepting certain systematic oppressions that we've been subjected to whether that be through the media whether that be through books whether that be through history whether that be through how we've been raised because I feel like part of that is because of or part of why we think the way that we think is because we were born and raised in London mm -hmm. I feel like Londoners don't have an accurate view of North Africa no. Yeah. at all yeah, and yeah, yeah. maybe it's because there's not a lot of us as i said before maybe it's because the people that are here haven't had or haven't shown the best side of us or haven't shown mm. the best united side of us yeah. maybe it's because most of us that i hear are from shemel which is from like the north of morocco because when you when you go to france most of the people are from where my dad's from my dad's from wujda mm. which, which is, is like near yeah. algeria yeah. and may and some of them are from like kaza 
which is Casablanca, or like Egedir, or further down south. Like if you go down further, further down south, obviously the further south you get, the darker you get yeah. in skin tone, naturally, because you're closer towards the Sahara Desert, you're going more towards West Africa. So you've got different influxes yeah. with regards to, to, to how our race has been completely changed. So maybe it's because of that. Maybe it's because there's more north moroccans yeah here but also the fact that even within this the fact that north africa is also divided itself like we call ourselves north african but then we have the kind of which is made up of morocco algeria tunisia libya and egypt yeah and then egypt because well actually we're more arab than you guys so we don't count as north africa yeah and then libya will come into there and be like actually we speak bare arabic so we're also technically arab and then tunisia algeria and morocco who are originally one country will then dispute against themselves and we're very known about the infamous feud between algeria and morocco which stems from politics mainly Mm. then the whole thing of we don't understand you we're not like you all that stuff but our culture is very very similar so it's like from every angle there's a situation where there's no sense of community yeah and it's it's really annoying bearing in mind when uh gaddafi was in power but and i'm not saying i'm not i'm not quoting gaddafi because i think that he's great because i don't think that he's great at all um and i I don't want to get into the politics of gaddafi but the only reason why i bring up listen that's a whole other conspiracy that's a whole other thing the only reason why i bring up gaddafi as an example is because it's funny you say that like libyans are like oh yeah no we speak great arabic so we're arab he at gaddafi actually wanted to unify africa he wanted to he wanted to create a new currency listen i have libyan friends and they said to me that some african people are like oh my god we loved gaddafi he is our you know he was the great a great Bear guy in mind, there was a massive slave trade going no, no, on no. in libya 100 well. like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know yeah I mean? we're not condoning gaddafi. No, 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 no. No. yeah yeah i mean i just wanted to bring it up because obviously he wanted a new currency and you're right selma though there are there are um certain africans who are like yeah no gaddafi is 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 great do you know what I mean? Yeah. There is that. And there are certain Arabs who are like, no, yeah. no, no, Gaddafi is great. And there are Europeans yeah. who, and, and it's because you look at like one little shining example and you don't see like the greater picture of it. And and when you see certain politicians and what they've done and, and what they've changed and what they haven't changed and what they're trying to see for the future in whatever fucked up way they're trying to see it as, there are certain things where you're like, okay, cool. So that's what you were trying to do. But also look at you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So when you, I, I don't know, like it's 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 one of those catch twenty twos really. And when you look in in the grand scheme of things, bro, Libya, you're in North Africa. Yeah, that's the, just the bottom line. Yeah, but this is the thing: they are North African. I my, my living friends claim North Africa, but there are some that take that liberty where they're like, yeah, but we're we're more Arab than you. Like as in, there's this kind of level of, oh, we are part of you, but mm. you're still different. You're still not one of us. And I have yeah. friends, genuinely people who like I was or I'm still friends with, who are half Moroccan. So i.e. half Moroccan, half Egyptian, half Moroccan, half Tunisian, yeah. half uh, Lebanese, half Moroccan, and they never claim that side. Their the mother, their mothers are always usually the Moroccan ones. Right. Fair enough, but your mother birthed you. She went through labor. She went through nine months to carry you, and you don't want to carry. You want to say yeah, where she's from. That's history, always something that I found quite odd, where people always like go with the father's yeah. culture. Yeah, but then they they go with the thing of oh, but my yes, I understand some people go you know more with their dad's side, mm. but to me, just because your country gets some slack, like sorry, gets some um, prejudice does not give you the right to just go, well, I'm not that actually, you know. Mm. You came from a Moroccan womb, you are half Moroccan. <laughs> that's what I'm That's what I'm claiming it. And then when people don't claim the Moroccan side, I'm like, okay, then don't, we're not, we're, don't 
call me your f- like Moroccan friend, whatever it is. Yeah. Do- we're not together in this because you've isolated yourself. Even though you are half, you pretend that you're not. Mm-hmm. That's really it's it's kind it's of sad. Bes- it's it, no, it is sad. But I I haven't experienced that as much as you have. I feel because I've got loads of half Moroccan, half something else friends. Yeah. And are family. they half Arab or are they half a different country? Yeah, actually, because yeah. it's it's only it's usually when it's half Arab. Uh, yeah, because in the Arabs, we are in their minds. What I've seen, we're bottom tier. As in, yeah, in the world, true, and it, true, it's true. within, it's like ingrained within them because yeah. of how much they yeah. hear it, and I'm yeah. sure they hear it from that other yeah. side. No, and then I, you I would expect hopes. you, you would yeah. expect that. Sorry to cut you off, no, but you right. would, you would expect us to be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, we are bad. Like we're not proud. That's all the interesting thing. Moroccans are usually the ones I've met are so proud of their culture. So They're like, you know what? You don't rate us. Cool. We do. We don't care. Like we're gonna rise from this. Yeah. And every time someone is like to me, oh, I'm, you know, I'm only half. I'm not really. I'm like, fine, you're not. Just don't claim it and don't talk to me about it. Like, we're not the same people. Don't tell me, oh, I went to Morocco this year, saw my family. No, because you don't claim it. Mm. So don't, and your whole family, that's the worst thing is when I know your family is in Morocco. And like, not even like your extended, like your mum's sisters, brothers are there. And you're like, yeah, but I'm not Moroccan. Mm. Okay, then you better not have a Moroccan wedding. Yeah. You better not be eating Moroccan food. <laughs> yeah. That's not your food. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you either are or you aren't. You can't pick yeah. and choose. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to me because honestly, like Morocco is one of my favorite cultures. And I love like, Moroccan culture. Same. Yeah, it's Thank one you, of my Sabah. favorite cultures, genuinely. And like, and it's beautiful. And, and I've grown up with Aman and I've grown up with her family and like how they are. And it's like so disgusting to me and so like upsetting to me that you know arabs don't one of the biggest problems is that arabs don't integrate they don't integrate with other cultures they just keep to themselves and yeah and and i know arabs who have lived here for 20 30 years and still do not speak one word of english right because they have only stayed within one their own communities and they do have this thing they do have this problem of thinking that they are the better culture they are the better they're the top and they're better than everyone else and they don't kind of sit down and unpack that and realize you're not shit bro like (laughs) you're really not expand and try and understand about other cultures and wake up and realize that the world is changing and it really upsets me because the these people like so many of them they don't travel to these places they don't understand that you know there's so much more that unites us than there is that divides us and it really is upsetting to me more than anything yeah no i um i completely agree and i think that you said that really beautifully actually and i I was just gonna say as well earlier that i um have i know someone who's like half moroccan half lebanese and yeah they just don't claim but it's an inter- claim. it's an interesting situation with the arabs that's yeah, the thing like mm. they just they don't claim the lebanese uh, they don't claim the moroccan they only claim the lebanese and i don't know why i actually don't know why but i mean i i think i want to wrap up this episode because it's just <laughs> i think we've, yeah i think i think it's been an intense yeah, one it's been intense mm. um i w- if anyone is interested in reading more like i actually do have 
like we'll a release it we'll release it <laughs> oh yeah yeah i actually do have a book about this and it's um about it's basically called the relations between north africa and sub-saharan africa post-atlantic slave trade i'm not trying to put out here like a <laughs> like a like a cheeky book deal um no i think you should i think you should do it uh, uh, any uh, publishers out there please yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> but um i do want to publish all the books that we spoke about in mm-hmm. this episode mm-hmm. and i kind of want to finish on a few remarks that I've written. So as a North African who identifies herself as a hybrid of cultures, I have been made fully aware that I will never be fully accepted as an African due to color, as a European due to religion, or as an Arab due to culture. Colorism exists in Morocco today against my persons and or family members, and I've come to terms with accepting the systematic oppression of our mindset. Um, and there's also um, a few other statements that I'd like to kind of just put in there. Um, uh, one is our pop culture today dictates the beauty that we must possess and the legacy about self-hate and obsessions with skin are intergenerational Um, and there's also a great guy called Pease Um, he released a book in 2010 and he said white people are encouraged not to think of themselves in racial terms so why are we oh (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah and on that note thank you for listening in to your pretty for a podcast Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.